Hello, people. I hope everyone is doing well. On today's episode, I will be discussing (laughs) a few things. First, I want to go into a subcategory of uh, current relationships and why I feel like people should just be single until somebody meets your standards or requirements in life. And then next, I will be talking about how food is killing us. Now, I think I want to talk about the relationship part first because I want y'all to hear some of the things that I simply read over the internet. So first thing I want to say is this. For the longest time I can remember, I've been single for, I would say, pretty much my whole life. Yeah, mostly my whole life. I probably had like one relationship. And I realized it's because I actually value relationships, not just uh, romantic ones, but actual friendships with people too. So because I value them and I make sure we are respected and equally felt amongst each other, meaning if I have a friend, I treat you great, okay? Um, I don't give you half-ass treatment. I listen to you. I respect you. We will not always agree, but I'm the type of person where I'm your friend. I will always remain your friend. But we must have that equal level of thinking. You understand what I mean? Where we're giving each other what we need in that friendship, okay? And I will always love you, right? Regardless, I'm telling you, even if you do wrong. Now, what I won't tolerate, I will tell y'all, is a person that crosses my boundaries. If we talk to each other about our boundaries and we respect it, then we shouldn't have issues, okay? Um, Now, the reason I want to bring this up is because a lot of people used to laugh at me, including some of my ex-friends who I'm no longer friends with anymore. They're haters now, but it's sad, but I'm not surprised. Um, It has a lot to do with the fact of when you see and choose to live a certain way that people just can't fathom or you think different or whatever people want to call it nowadays, I feel like what I just simply have is good sense. You know, my grandma used to call it having common sense. I feel like I've been blessed with a great amount of good sense. Okay, meaning I make really good choices. Okay, so I feel like because I've always made really good choices, bad ones are irritating to me. Okay, and I'm talking about stuff to me that I feel like is should be obvious to other people. It's just not. Okay, I remember before people had a thing. Now they call it having like red flags and stuff like that. Before it used to be called something else. I just considered it to be toxicity. So, for example, I don't want to be friends with you if you're not healed. You got all these emotional and mental problems. You don't want to be financially stable. You, you don't want to travel and see the world. You don't want to look cute. I can't be your friend. I'm going to be very honest because I don't want to be around ugly people. And I feel like I'm honest about this because a lot of people lie to themselves. This world is full of liars. It's no different than when I talk about the food, how food is killing us later. I'm going to tell you guys about how I don't agree with body positivity. No person wants to be fat. I don't care what people are saying. No person wants heart disease. Nobody wants diabetes. Nobody wants high blood pressure. Everybody who's a part of body positivity, you can suck it. You can love yourself, but you will not force me to love you when you're 600 pounds. I hear people say this nonsense, and I'm just like, okay. I pretty much roll my eyes most of the time, but we'll get to that. So back to the relationships, right? Now, uh, I'm going to tell you how I feel like this is going to go about. So for the longest time I've been single, right? And everybody, when I was in my friend group, maybe like six or seven years ago, right? When we all were friends. All of them were in relationships the whole time for literally six straight years. I have never even been in a relationship for one year, okay? I experienced a relationship once, 
I loved once, I loved deeply and hard, and it showed me so much truth about people, the reality of them, that I remember thinking to myself, who decides to get up every day and do this bullshit? Y'all, I was so serious. Just experiencing the relationship I had, I said, these people are toxic. This is insane. I'm like, how do y'all live your life like this? I had realized that I was willing to basically heal myself, have no trauma, wake up every day, and I literally have good days every day. I believe people will try to make you have a bad day, but I always remember, that's right, you're miserable. Nothing I can do about that. So I just smile and care about my day, and I continue to be happy. I'm serious. You can't you can't help miserable people. I want y'all to hear that. Friendships or relationships, you cannot help miserable people. I promise y'all, they can have everything you could ever dream of in life, and they will still find something to be upset about. They will still find something to complain about. And I just remember thinking, these people are so ungrateful. This is what I've experienced for most people. They are ungrateful. That's why I'm telling y'all, most people do not deserve to be my friend, okay? They don't deserve to be in a relationship with me. That's what I mean when I tell you I have requirements. Yes, you must be, you must do this and able to be friends. See, what I notice between a lot of women and men, they have a constant cycle of toxic patterns because they're so afraid to be alone or they believe when you're alone that you're lonely. When the truth is... People, I feel like that are like me, similar, right? Or you have certain qualities that I have as well, okay? We probably feel the same about this, where I feel like, why would I deal you deal with you at all when you're really just a silent hater, right? These people will keep those folks around just to say, I got a friend or somebody to call or somebody to talk to. Well, I'm not doing that. I can talk to a tree and I will be perfectly happy. I can talk to my cat and I can talk to a freaking goldfish. I'm not dealing with people who are looking for any and every opportunity to be in your life, basically to low-key set you up to destroy you. That's what it's like for most of these people. That's why they're always in constant cycles of toxicity, whether it's relationships or friendships, because they're like, oh, you got to learn how to forgive people. Forgiveness does not mean the opportunity for someone else to come back in your life who hurt you, harmed you, or tried to destroy you. That does not mean that's what you do. You can forgive them all you want to, but you will be a fool to simply say, okay, now I'll let you back in my life because they're going to try to set you up even harder. This time they want to make sure that you basically don't have some type of comeback or whatever because they're haters. Like I said, they're, they're silent haters. Anyway, so let's go to this part of this relationship. So today I was watching this video and this is a really good one because when I heard what this girl said happened to her, I literally could not stop laughing, not about what this man did to her, but because it reminded me of multiple situations I had experienced with men who I had dated in the past, and they would give me so many red flags that I never even wanted to pursue the relationship. That's another reason why I stayed single. I used to be like, I can't believe people really just ignore all this stuff about people just to say they have a man or a woman. It's crazy. And mind y'all, right? I was 21 thinking like this. I was like, what the hell is wrong with everybody? And then here you go, folks, and I said, well, nobody's perfect. Yeah, but you're not supposed to feel emotionally and mentally uncomfortable your whole freaking relationship and marriage and then produce kids with a person who's made you feel uncomfortable the whole time and now your kid's uncomfortable. I'm like, these, y'all, no, <laughs> that shit is crazy. But I've watched people do this continuously, right? So I want to tell you about this video. Now, this girl was talking about how uh, she was talking about her ex-boyfriend, right? So she said... Um, her ex-boyfriend did something real toxic where he kidnapped her dog. Now, I want y'all to hear this because this this shit 
irritated me so bad because of the guy I used to talk to that was my ex, he used to say really toxic shit about my, my pet. I used to have a dog that was a Yorkie Terrier, right? And um, he was really, really smart. He could do everything. And I had just got him from the adoption agency. But when I moved where I lived at, they said I couldn't have a dog. So I was very upset about that. So I ended up having to give him back away for adoption. Okay, so this is what she said, right? I'm going to tell y'all what happened to her, then I'm going to tell you what happened to me. Okay, so she goes, her ex tells her, he kidnaps, he tells her he kidnapped the dog and says that he started beating her dog. And when she asked him, why would you do something like that? He literally said, because I couldn't put my hands on you. Y'all. And people ask me why I'm single. It's like this shit writes itself people this some of these people are so destructive they have no idea how to basically vent or find a healthy avenue to get out all this anger pain frustration toxic mess going on in their life see they don't know how to do it so instead they simply try to harm uh, others or things that you love because they want you to feel affected too and when you don't and when you're healed and you've moved forward, they're super in their feelings. So they want to try to come destroy that too, right? Because you've been blessed with a new beginning and they're upset. Like, let's continue, right? So when, she, when I read this, I literally was livid because I remember thinking, thank God I did not end up dating, uh, going into a, should I say, a more serious connection with this dude because he was a walking list of red flags. I was like, nah. So I ended things. I was like, nah. This is over. I, I can't deal with this. Something's wrong with you. I was like, you need God, and I'm not sure what else, but I can't help you. I don't want to be in a relationship with you. I, I know. Nope. So I ended this right years ago. Didn't think about him once. Never missed him. I say this, y'all, because for the time period that I knew this man, at the time period when I met him, I genuinely thought that I loved him. But what I realized now was I didn't love him. I loved myself, but I just believe, you know what? Nobody's perfect. Like, you know, I'm telling you, my mindset was like, okay, nobody's perfect. So I'm willing to work things out with a person, even though things aren't going great. When I tell y'all, I'm so happy every day that that shit did not work. Every day. I have not missed this person once. And when I tell y'all, I think one of the hardest things I ever had to learn was even if you love your friends, even if you love the person you were in a relationship with, even if you hope and wish so badly, they were like this fantasy idea of what you know you deserve and how you should be treated. The reality of them is the truth. Do not ignore the reality of people, whether they are your friends or your partners, just because you so badly want something. You know what I mean? And I know, trust me, I was there. I was in a place where I would um, how should you say you would be in a fantasy idea? Like years ago, I was like that because I was so naive uh, when I was like 20, right? You you have a fantasy idea of what you want a person to be like. And instead of accepting the reality of them, you think, okay, well, they're not perfect, so I'll work on this. It's like when women ignore if a man is enti entitled or super selfish or he doesn't know how to basically express himself. So he only thing he knows how to do is manipulate and abuse his power or authority. And that may not necessarily mean he's powerful and authoritative in life. Sometimes it can just simply mean he's power, power and a power hungry or authoritative in his relationships with people. Right. He knows how people view him. So he'll use that to his advantage to do things to you, harm you, set you up to look crazy amongst your group of friends and family. I've seen it. They'll uh, triangulate you all type of crazy shit. You know, I want to talk about this. I said, man, 
So now I want to tell y'all what this guy did. Oh my God. So when this girl said this about her dog, okay. At the time period when I was dating this guy years ago, right? We would uh, always talk on the phone all the time, pretty much like every day. Cause we were in something that was long distance. And at the time period, I don't know why I, and I hate to say this, I don't know why I consider to be so loyal to a person that knows nothing about loyalty, right? But again, you know, I digress. He says something that was so crazy to me one time, and I never forgot this, because I told him I'm so excited, and he's like, well, it's like I got me a dog, and I was like, I always wanted to have me a dog, and da-da-da, and I love my little puppy, y'all. He was so smart. He was an older dog. He was like 10 years old, and the person that adopted him before was this uh, very heavy-set white lady, and she was so sweet, and she was so nice, but she was really elderly. Like, she was really, really old, so she said she had to give him up because she couldn't take care of him any longer because she knew, basically, that she was close to, you know, death, basically. You know, she was at that point, and she was like, I want to make sure he got a good home. I had him for over 10 years. He's been here with me all this time. She was like, he, he's trained. He has to do everything. Y'all, I got this dog. I'm so happy. This dog was so smart. He would hang out the window with me. He would sit. He would sleep. He could go down the stairs and do stuff by himself. I could call his name, and he would come back up the stairs. He, I mean, this I love this little dog. He was so sweet. Loved everything about him. So let me tell y'all what happened. So the time period when I met him, I got the dog, I think, either while I started talking to this guy or like a week before me and him start getting into basically like a relationship standpoint. It was something like that, right? So when I tell him about it, I was so excited. He literally was like, he said something so disrespectful about my dog. It was in the regards of that couldn't be my dog. If my dog did something like that, I would beat it or I would hurt it. Or he was saying stuff like that. And I was just like, what? Why would you hurt an animal? I was like, you are disgusting. Just hearing him say that, I remember thinking, I don't think so. And then he would tell me stuff like, I'm going to do this to your dog or I'm going to accept or this. Now, all of this stuff was over the phone, but I literally remember thinking to myself, something is seriously wrong with this dude. If he literally feels the need because he hate, basically he hated how I love my dog. Oh yes. This is what he said. He said, I hate how much attention you give your dog. That's what he told me. He was just like, you give that dog more attention than you give me. I don't like that. I remember thinking like, is he serious? I was like, are you really jealous of a dog? I said, are you for real right now? I realized that this dude was so effing crazy. As you can see, you see why that didn't work out. I mean, it was so many toxic things he did, but that one in particular really stood out to me the most because I had never met a person, y'all, that pretty much had issues with the animal. And mind you, he's never met my dog. He never pet my dog, nothing. But he literally was talking about destroying it and harming it just because I was giving my dog love and affection because my dog deserves to be happy. He was so mad. Like, I would take my dog to the groomers. And he's like, what you doing? I was like, oh, me and my dog are going to get our beauty appointments today. I was like, I'm going to get my hair done. And then I'm taking my dog to go to the uh, uh, to the groomers so he can get all spiffy and nice and get his nails cut and stuff. And he was like, you treat that dog way too good. You act like that's a baby. I was just like, it is. It's my baby. I love my little dog. And I'm telling y'all, every time he called me, it's like it made him more mad that I was doing things for my pet. 
I had never met a person that said something like this to me in my life. I was like, what is his problem? And it's crazy because I do the same thing with my cat. When I would go out on car rides, I would take my cat with me so she can come out and feel the breeze and see the city and do stuff. I would let her sit on in the front of my like vent so she could feel cool and stuff when it's hot. I would bring her snacks. We would go places together. I used to be like, what is this guy's problem, right? So after I seen this video of this girl, I could not stop laughing because I remember thinking, okay, it is other people that are basically just as insane as this person is. And just hearing the fact that she said that he told her that he did, he did that to her animal because he couldn't hurt her only reminded me of this situation because now I realize if he was in person, he would have probably actually tried to put his hands on my pet. And I would have had a problem telling you, I'm the type of person, I would call the police if you try to hurt my animal. I do consider them to be no different than human beings. Don't really care who disagrees. If you try to hurt my animal, I'm calling 911, and I'm going to tell them to come pick you up. I don't care if it's puppy patrol, whatever. They're going to take you to prison because you're an animal abuser. Y'all, I'm so serious. This type of stuff I actually do think needs to be a law passed about this for people who want to hurt animals and stuff. Y'all are sick freaks and something's wrong with you. You're no different than people that hurt children. You're disgusting because these are defenseless things that we have been uh blessed to be put in to be put in the care of like we're responsible for them so to see somebody that would treat an animal like that that's defenseless and harmless you're sick you're sick you should go to prison i don't care what anybody says it's so disturbing to me you just deserve jail time so anywho now that she said that i remember thinking man seriously guys i was like this dude probably would have definitely put his hands on me just hearing the threats and how an animal made him jealous. This is a freaking psychopath. I'm like, you need to get you a pet. Never mind. I'm I'm so I'm so regretful for telling him that he should get a pet. I did tell him that. I was like, maybe you needed to help you through whatever. I'm so mad I told him that. Cause now when I look at it, I think of this situation. Well, he could be an animal abuser. And it's sad, y'all, because the reality of it, I'm gonna tell y'all why I say it's so dangerous. Anybody, literally anybody, could go to an animal shelter and you can adopt a pet. As long as you have an ID, as long as you have things to take care of it, as long as you have the money to basically pay for its shots and stuff, you sign the adoption papers, you can get your pet the ne- that day or in a couple of days. That's it. There's no higher requirements. And I ain't gonna lie, I'm starting to feel like they need to have higher requirements for this because I cannot believe that people are out here feeling like, well, since I can't hurt people, I'm gonna hurt animals. It's disgusting. I'm telling y'all, we living in these detriment times. These people are insane. And the fact that that dude said that only proves how, what a psychopath he really is. Yes, y'all, every day I am happy more and more that I stay single. Until a man makes me feel like I actually want to be in a relationship with that person and they're healthy mentally, emotionally, financially, and fits everything else, basically, all that, uh, A-L-L-Y, all that leaves, you know, I'm I'm good. That's how I really look at it. I'm good. So let's continue. Now I want to go into food is killing us. And the reason why I want to talk about this today in particular, y'all, is because, you know, I told you guys I've been on my health journey and I've been getting more and more fit. And something I told you I've been doing is only eating organic things, which has been actually marvelous. Okay. And by the way, I tested my theory on corn syrup. If you watched my last video, yes, corn syrup is killing people. We need to talk about this. The government, the FDA, which I have told people I do not trust by any means. And if you don't know what that is, that is the Food and Drug Administration. They are in control of all of the food and all of the medication that we get here in 
particular, particularly here, America, right? If you don't know about this, you need to look this up. There are all the people that approve any type of drug, vaccinations, serums, whatever you want to call it. Okay, they are responsible for this. So let's talk about this because I want people to hear this, right? Now, when I first started going into my health journey and only eating organic, I did not think it would change me as much as it has thus forth. Now, before I will tell you, I used to be a vegetarian like years ago. Okay, and I only did vegetables, right? I used to only eat uh, veggie burgers and the third. Now, I enjoy being vegetarian because I will tell you, you lose weight very fast just because you're always consuming vegetables. But what I do now instead of, I consider myself more so to be a pescatarian. So I will now only eat like fish or turkey, like pretty much that's it. Um, oh yeah, and some chicken sometimes. Um, chicken is like, I probably have that maybe once every couple of months, but mostly it is turkey. Yeah, it's mostly turkey and fish. That's pretty much like what I eat more, the most consumption of. Now, anywho, um, as I was doing this, I decided to do my corn syrup therapy, fructose corn syrup. That's what I'm talking about. It's pretty much in almost every food you can think of, from cake to cookies to vegetables to vegetable juice. It's inside of orange juice. It's inside of lemonade. It's inside of milk. They put this crap in everything, granola bars, everything you can think of. I think it's also probably in meat. Now, if you're wondering or you're asking why I don't eat meat, I stopped eating red meat like years ago just because of the way I felt like it made me sick. And I think meat makes you sweat and I think it makes you stink. Okay. Um, red meat in particular, I've just, this is just a theory I've come upon on. Like I went vegetarian. I went back eating regular food, left it again. Now I'm organic and I'm pescatarian. Like I, mm -mm. I've tried so many different things as far as like food, just to see how my health is. I think the best route is most definitely vegetarian and pescatarian. That's it. I don't trust anything that's red meat. I just don't. I've told people who've explained to me, you know, certain things, but unfortunately I just don't trust it. Um, I've been off of it, meat, red meat now for years. Um, it's just because the way I see the world going and of course my research and study uh, of food and more resources of things, I have learned that this is just not a substance I'm willing to even in, in digest anymore. I just can't. Okay. So let's talk about this. And by the way, you, I hate to say this. I used to think that you could probably eat deer. You probably could eat deer before you could eat a cow again. But nowadays I don't even trust that either because, you know, I've heard they're doing things to the deers too. So, eh, you know, leave the animals alone, people let them be. That's what I'm going to tell you. If you, want, if you want to live, leave the animals alone. Just eat your vegetables, grow your own plants. I'm telling you, you know, get the stuff that's in nature because these, you know, it's getting real sick out here. Now, what I did was I decided to eat organic for like two months, and then I wanted to have one thing that was fructose corn syrup so I could see the way it does my indigestion and my digestive tract, okay? The one thing I had that had fructose corn syrup in it tore my stomach up, and it wasn't even nothing but something that was probably 100-something calories. I felt so sick and so weird on the inside. I said, I am never eating this crap again. And I went right back to my organic because I kept trying to figure out something that I felt like that was making my stomach hurt, but I really didn't know what it was because I'm just thinking all I do is eat organic foods. Now, my level of organic now is completely different versus the first two months I've tried it just based off on, you know, my research and things I've looked at on the internet about it. So now I've lowered my shopping to certain stores that I can basically only go to. 
and everything else I'll just simply grow. That's it. I can only go to certain stores because they're the only ones that actually offer everything that has no, none of this stuff in it. I'm talking about no preservatives, no GMOs, nothing. It's literally exactly what it says on the box, okay? And that includes bread, you know, everyday things that you would eat. And I keep telling people basically how important it is, okay? So let's start here. So this is what happened first, right? First thing I started noticing with my organic thing was I noticed that a lot of my bones, my body, on the inside, I felt good first. I'll, I'll tell you I noticed that. On the inside, I felt good first. Then I started noticing the differences in my skin. Okay, I told you my hair got longer. Pretty much everything. I remember thinking, okay, and my weight went down. I remember thinking, oh. Now, I will tell you, I think it's slower as far as my weight going back more fit for myself. I think it's slower compared to when I was a vegetarian. When I was a vegetarian, it was fast. Like, I mean, you drop, I'm telling you, I remember one time I dropped 40 pounds in two months. Woo, it was severe, like how quick it happened. And I really didn't think too much of it at the point, but now it's true. Like, if you decide to do vegetarian, you will drop your weight way quicker. Now, the reason why people ask, so why did I decide to do pescatarian? It wasn't that. It just felt like, I'm going to tell y'all this, as far as vegetables are concerned, um, during this time period, it was very hard for me to get vegetables based off of where I lived at. It was very hard for me to buy so much stuff at the same time. And then on, on top of that, back then, I wasn't uh, making a decent amount of money. You know what I mean? And I'm not a rich person, but I think I was only maybe making like $10,000 a year. People don't even believe me. They would be like, what? Yeah, I really was. I was living on, like, I think minimum wage at the time. Now it's okay. I still don't think it's amazing. But I'm thinking, like, yeah, I most definitely was making, like, either $10,000 a year or less. Okay? See what I mean? It wasn't even enough for me to be able to afford a car or anything. So I did walking. I walked all the time the same way I do now. Um, you know, I just remember thinking, whoo, I can't do this because I saw it affect me in that way. Now, I didn't get any diabetes. I don't have high blood pressure. I don't have any illnesses or sicknesses. I've told people, never been sick. I never even had, uh, what is it? What's this virus? The coronavirus. I never even got that once. I even was telling people, they was like, are you serious? Not once. No. I told people I have a very strong immune system. Yes, that's why I be telling you I feel very grateful and blessed. I even told people I took a genetic test. They said I have, what is it called? I have elite athlete genes, basically meaning... You have a stronger muscle composition, a stronger, like, I guess you could say hard and certain stuff than the average person. So it's a, you have a basically a better chance of, I hate to say this, like living longer, um, just a lot of things like being able to, if I wanted to do sports, I probably could. Mostly volleyball is what I usually play. Um, it's, it's basically, yeah, I would say all around better. And I'm not going to lie. I think that has a lot to do with why now I'm in such a better place because of learning all the stuff I did my first go around with health, okay? Now, on the part of where food is killing you, I talked about this before, but I think this is a better breakdown of what I've been trying to explain. Um, over the course of years, I have been really analyzing everything that I have eaten, okay? Now, I will tell you, I did not know they put high fructose corn syrup in all of this stuff, not to mention all of these chemicals, ingredients that you probably cannot pronounce or have never heard of, and including all of these artificial dyes, whatever this stuff is. And I will tell you, I'm not pleased with the FDA's decision to basically kill and destroy the health of many Americans across the globe. 
especially seeing as though not just not having access to the food, but to know that we here still have access to it and people are still not even able to get it says so much. Now, the reason why I broke this down is because I want you guys to know in the past, food was not as expensive as it is today. So I'm telling you that even though back then you could still get as many fruits and vegetables as you want to monthly, weekly, whatever, and you will be okay. Something I could not stand was seeing the fact that even now that it's more expensive, I know it's going to be 10 times harder for people who either want to eat healthier or realizing I can't believe this stuff is in here. Now, if you want to know what this does to you, most of these ingredients have cancerous things in them, okay? Meaning, yes, you could get cancer from this stuff, okay? It could kill you. It could cause you to have heart problems, liver problems, lung problems. You probably won't be able to breathe. You probably won't be able to simply just walk up the street a couple miles and come back. It's so bad. And I did not know that this stuff was in the food. So once I kind of realized that this was in food and all this stuff was going on, now I feel so happy and so grateful. I really do. I feel so happy and so grateful that in this time period of me learning and understanding what I know about health now, I view things so differently. I won't even eat certain snacks if it says high fructose corn syrup. I'm not putting that stuff in my body. It is literally killing people. So I remember one time I was at work, like maybe, this was like last year around the winter time. It was really cold outside. And this lady that I was talking to, she had a son. And we was talking, and, you know, I could tell she was probably going through a lot, but she seems like a pretty cool person, you know? And she was telling me about everything she had experienced and going through, and she said it was so difficult for her, but she was like, you know, I have a child, so, you know, I have to do what's best for me and so on and so on, which I understand. It's harder when you have kids. The decisions you make are going to be a lot harder because you're thinking about more than just yourself at that point. And um, she was basically uh, telling me uh, about food, and we started talking about this, and I remember telling her, She's like, oh, do you want some hot chocolate? And she offered me some. I said, well, do you have the box of the ingredients that it came in? She was like, yeah, I can go get it. And I said, okay. I was like, well, if it got fructose corn syrup in it, I was like, I'm not drinking that. And so she was like, let me go see. And she brought it to me. I was like, I read it. I was like, yeah, I can't drink this. It got fructose, uh, fructose corn syrup. And she was just like, what's that? I said, girl, it kills people. I said, it literally is killing you. I was just like, basically, I told her, think about it like this. If you've been eating this stuff since the time period that we were born until now, you're basically closer to your death than you think. That's basically what I was telling her. I said, and most people have consumed this stuff half their life. Now, I will tell you, I don't think this was in our food until maybe like, let me think. I say at least about 2008 or 2009. Before then, food definitely tasted different. And yes, I remember those exact years that people are wondering why I say that. Because when I was in middle school and high school, I used to live so close to where my school was. We basically used to walk to school and we used to walk back home. So when I used to walk to school, we had like a, what we would call a, like you could say a candy lady or a candy store. After school, we would go there and buy snacks everything you could buy so much with five dollars five dollars could get you two bags of chips two pieces of candy bars 
You could get you some Twizzlers, some sour head straws, and you get you a drink. You get all that for $5. I know you can't get it now because it's too expensive, but when I was growing up, this is what was really, really popular. So that's some of the stuff we consumed like on the regular after school just to have snacks. And not to mention when I was growing up, I told you guys, my grandma, she would not let us eat sweets because she didn't want us to get diabetes. And I ain't gonna lie, I'm so happy she did that because I think that's number, one of the number one reasons I don't have diabetes. Yes, because she made sure like, no, I don't want you guys getting sick. I don't want you guys eating all this stuff. And it's so funny that I think now, yeah, me and all my siblings, none of us have diabetes and sicknesses and stuff. That's it. I told y'all for me, it's I want to get more fit. Back to my fitness level that I was when I was a vegetarian. Yeah, same, about the same fitness level. Now, anywho, as I noticed this change, I didn't think too much of it because I didn't, uh, when I was growing up, I wasn't taught to necessarily read the back of packages or read what's in it. I was always taught, how much this costs? You know, if you kind of grew up like that in some way, it was always, well, how much is this? Because we're not going to spend X, Y, Z amount on this one item. You know, that's kind of how it was when I was growing up. So everything was more so like budgeting in a sense, right? So then when I became an adult, I finally was like, you know what? I want to get all the foods I could never get that I didn't have when I was younger. So I would go to places that I remember thinking, I've never heard of this place. I want to go in here and see what they have because I was never able to do when I was younger. And then I remember thinking, I grew up cooking a lot. When I was growing up, I told you, I cook, we cook for a family of seven people. So when holi- major holidays came, which is why I don't celebrate holidays now, it's a headache. It's exhausting to me. Um, we would have to get up at like four o'clock in the morning and cook for my whole family. Now, I will tell you, I also believe a lot of the reasons that I'm probably uh, more healthier in that sense, too, is because when I was growing up, we cooked everything from scratch. But my mom, I told y'all, she grew up on a farm. So they did that stuff every day from the cows to the chickens to everything. That's pretty much, in a sense, how my grandma raised us in a way. Like, it's like we lived in a country where nothing else was around us and we only went to church. We saw a movie maybe once every couple of months, sometimes once a year we went to the movies. And we went out to eat maybe, I think I can count on my hands, I probably went out to eat when I was a kid maybe three or four times, like my whole childhood. Everything else, yeah, we mostly like made everything from scratch at home. I'm talking about from cakes, uh, chicken, picking, uh, picking greens, picking peas, picking all that stuff. We did all that stuff from scratch. So I think now I enjoy cooking in a sense a lot different now just because of some of the conveniences they have that's available to us. You know, it's a lot better. And because now recipes and stuff are more so made readily available to you and people from all over the world just say, oh, here's a recipe. You can try this. So I just like to try different stuff just to see how it turns out. Now, anywho, seeing as that I grew up like that, I'm going to tell y'all, I think that had a good hand in dealing to be with how I am now. I think that's why I'm more avid about walking every day, prolonging my life. I told you I only drink water or I told you vegetables, some type of vegetable juice, or I'll have, uh, if anything, I told you like lemonade, fruit punch, but it only can have three ingredients. If it's not water, the fruit itself and sugar, then I'm usually not going to drink it because I don't know what's in it. Told you I'm very specific about that. So I decided to talk about how the food is killing people. And I think people need to be more... If you can be, I'll say this, yes, if you can, because I know some people are going through a lot, probably financially more so. Um, But if you're able to, try to be very mindful about the stuff. I'm telling y'all this on the back of some of these packaging ingredients. I even think to myself sometimes I can't believe they don't have more healthy options 
readily available to people, especially if they know we're working all the time or this. We should be having vegetable juice in almost every, uh, at least about three or four hours of the stuff we buy. There should be a line of salads. There should be a line of, you know, things we know that is coming from nature, but most of the time it's not. Everything is usually prepackaged. Uh, if it is some type of frozen, it's not the organic frozen stuff you can buy. Because trust me, y'all, they have organic burritos. They have organic pizza and pizza rolls and stuff like that. They have things like that available, but it is more expensive. So, yes, I want to tell y'all about some of this stuff today. I said, man, this will be a good time to talk about what food is doing to people. Now, if you haven't, um, you know, kind of looked into some of this stuff or you kind of don't know where to begin, I would like to say it's best if you start off small and then work your way up, you know? Like I like to say, start off with either adding vegetables to everything. Me, I cook garlic with everything. Everything. And I'm not kidding. Literally everything. If I'm making eggs, they have garlic in it. If I'm making fish, it has garlic. If I'm making tacos, it has garlic in it. My grilled turkey cheese that I make has garlic on the bread. I put garlic on pretty much everything. It's a really good natural ingredient. Um, same thing as far as like if I'm drinking uh, vegetables, I'll make sure something has like ginger in it, uh, cinnamon you can add if you want a little sweetness, if you're doing greens and stuff like that. It's a really good energy booster and it's a good fat burner. And I'm telling y'all, it's natural. It'll basically clear out your entire intestine. Your stomach and gut will feel so much lighter, like you'll feel better. And I'll say this, at some point, you will realize that you're going to have to eat for the health of you. You understand what I'm saying? You're not going to always eat for taste. Sometimes you're going to eat because it just makes you feel better to eat something that's better for you. Your body will thank you later. You know what I mean? And something else I want to add on my last talking point on here is somebody made a really good point to me and I said, that's so true. They were like, if you don't eat better or take better care of yourself, they were like, you're going to pay for it in hospital bills later. When I tell y'all that is the most accurate thing I have ever heard because it is really true. Most of the people I have ever seen or meet, y'all don't understand the level of medication and stuff they're on. Okay, some of these people have almost eight or nine pills a day. A day. And that's like the first hour. Then they take another eight or nine at night. It's crazy. They have an exceptional amount of medication that they have to take basically just to live. It's insane. And I'm thinking, man, I don't even I don't even want to know how much it costs because I know it's expensive. Just seeing my older sister, I told you guys, who has diabetes, I just the level of stuff her medication probably costs, the, from the insulin to the blood tri- test strips to all the stuff she has to do, the foods now that she cannot eat any longer because she has to make sure it's diabetic friendly, everything is going to cost her. Like, you see what I'm saying? From the medical to the foods, everything is going to affect your life overall. So I think this was, a, you know, something I wanted to talk about. Because I don't think anybody's talking about it as, as much as I really feel like they should. Especially nowadays since I feel like, dang, good health is taken for granted so much. Okay? I met a young man who was telling me that he got all these health problems. He told me he can't breathe. He told me he got bad knees. He got all these sickly issues going on with him. I was like, how do you have all these problems and you're basically just as young as me? He's probably like three years younger than me. So I'm thinking, if I'm turning out, I don't have none of these issues. I'm like, what is wrong with this dude? Y'all, yes, I'm telling you. He literally told me that it's hard for him to breathe. And I remember thinking, that's not normal. You know, for somebody to tell me they're in their 20s like me, that's not normal that you can't breathe. It's not. 
It's not normal at all. I'm thinking most people out here, if they can't breathe or they're unhealthy, I usually hear people say that by the time they reach like 50. Like, yeah, by the time they didn't basically live half, half their life, yeah, by the time you reach 50-something, that's basically, and I hate this, I don't want to say damn near death, but that's why they call that over the hill for a reason. You know, after that, you kind of got a limited time of how long you're going to live. And if you didn't take care of yourself from that until 50, like, it's going to be real down here from hill from you, unfortunately. You know? So, yes, y'all, that's my message today. Um, I'm probably going to end up doing a part two about the food. I wanted to read a list of items that I people regularly buy that you probably eat and you don't know that's killing you. And I'm telling y'all, you would think most people would care, but some people, they just... I don't know, think of it as, oh, well, or they kind of just throw the idea over their shoulder or be like, whatever. But I'm telling you, it also starts to make me wonder about some of the things they also give us, like coffee. That's why they make these new brands of coffee now that's more healthy. Soda. I told you, I've never drank soda. I don't like it. Um, but they make, you know, healthier soda now. Um, even, I think, at some point with alcohol, like liquor. I'm not going to lie, y'all. Your girl like a good drink. I do. I love a good drink. So for me, I think at some point they're going to start making healthier versions of alcohol too, just because of, I'm telling y'all, the way certain consumption is, the way they're poisoning stuff. And sometimes when I look at the back of liquor bottles, when I think about it now, I'm like, damn, it says this, but what the hell is really in here? You hope it's just what they say. But the truth is, I realize we don't even know that either. That's crazy. But yes, guys, remember, you either want truth or lies. Peace. Peace.